What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lady Miz, and you are tuned in to From the Ground Up Productions. And today, we are interviewing the pioneer female rap artist, Sweet LD, from Oaktown 357. Keep us live. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast from Doug Ground Up Productions with hosts Lady Miz and Ray. This, 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 this is a universal platform and there is nothing off limits. We talk about it all and we keep it real. This is a no judgment zone. So come, so as, you come as you are. If you are a professional, entertainer, author, comedian, entrepreneur, or just someone who wants to get something off their chest, well, let your voice be heard here on From the Ground Up Productions. Sponsorship and other opportunities are available from the Ground Up Productions. Turning nothing into something. There's only one way to go from here. Here. And now, here are your hosts, Lady Miz and Ray. Yeah, yeah, what's good, everybody? Happy Monday. It's your girl, Lady Miz, and my co-host, Ray. You what's are tuned in to From the Ground Up Productions, and there is only one way to go from here all right y'all today we have a very special guest that we have on the show today today we have a pioneer female hip-hop artist sweet ld from oaktown 357 let's bring her on to the show What's up, Sweet LD? It is a pleasure to have you on the show. We are super excited to have you here. You know, I grew up listening to Juicy. That was one of my favorite joints. So, um, yes. so listen, talk, talk to us about, you know, what, well, first, I always like to start with this. Right now, we are in a time where there is a pandemic. Okay. Yes. Um, can you tell me how you are dealing with that with your business career and your life? Day to day. <laughs> day to day. Yes, day to day. Okay. It's safer not to assume that people are automatically okay, that they automatically have it all together, that they're coping well. That's number one. And then it's safe to say that it's it's okay to not be okay because it's a lot dealing with this pandemic. It's a lot. Absolutely. Now, we're, we're in New York. You're in like Dallas area, right? The Dallas. I am. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. So, um, mm-hmm. do they have the because New York is kind of strict with everybody has a mask and do is that where they have it where you're at where you have to make sure you yes mask and everything. Yes. When I teach my uh, fitness classes, I have to wear a mask. I'm allowed to wear the face shield as well. I don't know if I have it. I don't have it with me. But the plastic face shield, I can wear that. But everybody that takes class has to wear a mask and they have to wear gloves. So that's required. Um, When you go to the grocery store, it's required. Restaurants, it's required. Yep. We got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It got to be kind of difficult to work in a mask trying to do fitness. 
it's challenging. That's why I wear the face shield. Um, they gave us the option to wear the mask and the face shield or just the face shield. So I've tried it in the mask and this is really, really tough trying to breathe. So I'll give the people a few minutes and just say, hey, pull your mask down, breathe, you know, and then put it back on and we keep going. But it's, it's a big challenge. It's different. It is different. Yeah. Wow. But better safe than sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, mm -hmm. I, I definitely, whenever yeah. we have legends on the show, we always want to thank you for your contribution to hip hop and okay. hip hop culture. You know what I mean? So give it up for you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank absolutely. you. Yes. I'm honored. Yes, I'm honored. Thank you, guys. A big thing, um, and it's it's definitely we like I said, if you grow up and you listen to the music and you go back, we always gotta respect those who paid the way for us. You know what I mean? Especially as yes. a female and me being an artist too. You know, I always look, you know, look up to people who paid the uh -huh. way. You know, so thank you thank for you. giving us dope music. <laughs> uh -uh. You guys are making me blush. Thank you for accepting that. So um, let's, talk, yes. let's, let's talk about, you know, some of the things that was going on with you. Okay. And, uh, let's talk about 357, Oaktown 357. Sure. How did yeah. that group come about? Um, Really interestingly, I, I, like I said um, before, Hammer already had an idea of what he wanted to do as far as a female, you know, group. I don't know if he per se wanted it to be a rap group, but I do know he wanted an R&B group. Um, and he was already holding auditions, but he just happened to hear Lil P on the mic doing um, a rehearsal. And she was um, playing around with the Salt and Pepper song, Tramp. And so he okay. felt like, hey, you know, she's got a little something, let's work with her. So he went and, you know, he talked with her, he mentored her a little bit. He tried to get her to, you know, come on and do it by herself, you know, be a solo artist and work with her. And she just didn't want to do it. So she said she would only do it if um, Sweet LD and Terrible T did it with her. So the okay. O-Town 357 name is what he gave to us, you know? So it was a name he already had, but um, he decided to use that for us and that's how we came to be, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, did you ladies, uh, y'all already had somewhat of a relationship, the, the other two of you guys? Um. Or we were developing a relationship because we were all um, dancing as backup dancers for uh, Hammer. Okay. So we already had that relationship as far as rehearsals and, and shows around the Bay and wherever we had toured at that point. So that we had already worked as a group, just as dancers, you know, gelling with, with each other with choreography and, and all that stuff. So okay. when he decided to um, actually just kind of give us that opportunity then it changed yeah dynamics changed but it wasn't in a bad way it was just we are having to step into the plate and do something different so okay. yeah y'all went from being the backup dancers to being in the front basically in the front yeah in the front yes. immediately <laughs> from choreography to now we're doing recordings in the studio and writing lyrics and you know learning that whole on the job training type thing so it was amazing amazing that's, good. that's great how, yeah. how was it working as a group i mean you know sometimes some people say it's like the best thing and then we watch the new edition story and we we see all this stuff going on so i mean was you did you guys get along did you have any issues <laughs> i'm just saying it is what it is right we you never know what's going on behind the scenes so how was it <laughs> making my sister lot sweat over here um I, you know what it's, it's human nature because you're in a new 
you know, um, experience. And so you're going to have some bumping of the heads and all that stuff. But I believe when we first started doing the rehearsals, I mean, um, the recording, there was no bumping of the heads. We were just trying to figure out how we fit into this new dy dynamic, what we could offer, um, how to grow into it, you know, because it was all new to us. So it was like, oh, wow, we're doing this now. And we had a lot of fun. I remember laughing a lot. I remember helping um, with lyrics. Um, just again, learning how to record, you know, how to deliver, you know, the attitude, the projection, you know, the timing and all this stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a different experience. So the attitudes and bumping heads and arguing, that didn't happen immediately. Okay. It didn't happen at that time. It may happen later, but yeah, it didn't happen, <laughs> it didn't happen at that time. Yeah. Okay. So, so it kind of yeah, happened when the egos get in later on down the line. Yeah, I think people, um, you kind of overthink it, you know, and, and, and you, you feel yourself a little bit more than you need to be feeling yourself, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yeah, attitudes, they kind of came into play, but there was so much going on um, as Hammer's movement started to, you know, grow. Um, and the posse was growing and then O-Town 357, and he's got other groups that he's trying to produce and develop. So there was a lot going on. So you can almost understand um, how people can start feeling a type of way. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was okay. I just think we were all young. Um, I was 23. I think Terrible T was 19, I believe. She might've been 18. I take that back. Terrible T might've been 18. I was 23. And Lil P, I think, was 19 or 20. So we were young. You know what I mean? So right, we're right. trying to navigate this whole new dynamic, not just with being backup singers, but now we're being, I mean, dancers, but now we're being put to the front and That's having to navigate the whole thing. Right. And yeah. The There's a lot. Yeah. How, how did you end up being backup dancers for Hammer? That was fun. Um, I met him at Silks and uh, we decided to um, meet up again. I approached him after the one night at the club was over, um, but I approached him and told him I wanted him to show me how to do the cabbage patch the way that he did it. Um, okay. And so he said, huh? No, I said, okay. <laughs> she said, show me how to do the cabbage patch. That's right. <laughs> well, because, you know, it was the Smurf. It was the cabbage patch, yes. the Pee Wee Herman. I'm not sure what else was out right around that time. You know, there's a lot of dances coming out. And my friend had just showed me the cabbage patch. I had just gotten it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm feeling myself. I was like, oh, I got this. You know, so I'm at Silks and I'm doing it. Um, and we just having a good time. Silks is my place. It was my place at the time to go. One of those, those um, dope clubs. But he was there and I saw him with Ace and they were doing something just really, they had taken the cabbage patch to another level. So I was like, I want to do what he's doing. But I didn't approach him in the club. We waited until it was over. Um, we did follow him to the gas station. Um, and then I approached him and said, I want you to show me um, how to do it the way that you're doing it. So he said that we could meet a couple weeks later. He would get in touch with me, which he did. We met back um, at Silks again a couple weeks later. And then um, that's when he offered um, or asked me if I wanted to be in a video um, wow. you know, with him. And it was my myself and my friend uh, Carla, Lisa. It was a, it was quite a few of us that uh, there um, hanging out. But he wanted me and Carla to be in the video, um, whatever video it was going to be at that time. We didn't even ask. We were just like, yeah, we're going to be in the video. Um, and so from there, rehearsal started, which is kind of odd for videos. Um, we just thought we were going to be cute, you know what I'm saying? Put on a cute outfit, be the cute girl in the video. 
Um, but rehearsal started and then he started performing in the Bay Area and up and down the coast of California and doing all this stuff. And it, it was totally different than just being in the video. So we went from there, Carla left, Lil P came on and Terrible T came on. So just as he was growing his show, how he wanted his show to be, he started adding different pieces to it. But he always wanted backup dancers. So it started with me, Carla, and Ace. And then it was me, Carla, Lil P, and Ace. And then me, Carla, I'm sorry, me, Lil P, Terrible T, and Ace. So it just kind of grew. Yeah, but Carla left pretty early on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Video never happened, though. Video didn't happen for like maybe a year later. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. you know, that's how the industry is. Things don't come out. It's, sometimes when you're an artist and you're excited or whatever, you know, even dancers, whatever, when you do something, you want it to pop off right then and there. But, you know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we yeah. thought when he said, do you want to be in the video that was coming up next? You know, like right. he's getting ready to film in a couple of weeks and we just need a cute outfit. But um, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Didn't happen. So mm -hmm. listen, what was it like? working with yeah. MC Hammer. What what was the experience like as his artist? Ooh. Um it's okay, it, it's okay. Let it out. <laughs> it, 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 it was everything. It it was, you know, it was it was challenging, it was uncomfortable, it was frustrating. It was beautiful, you know, hard work, um, worth it, but very, very tough. You know what I'm saying? You just emotionally just ran the gamut. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's can, okay. Can you give us some details when you say that? Like, give us some examples of the challenging and, and the great parts. Um, I'll do the great parts first. No. <laughs> <laughs> The great parts. Yeah, I'm a cheat a little bit, but you know, the great parts for me, um, one of them is is being on the Arsenio Hall show, or being on Soul Train, or being on the Apollo. You know, meeting different artists, touring with different artists, doing just all across the United States. So, videos. You know what I'm saying? Learning how to do a video, learning how to put together a, a stage show, um, choreography, a photo shoot. Just all of that is like the the icing on the cake, you know what I'm saying? And what goes into it. The tougher parts were when you had to navigate whether you were gonna stay with this project in this movement when you're not getting treated the way that you wanna be treated or you're not getting paid for things that you know you should be getting paid for or you're not being uh, included in decisions that are being made about your group or whatever. So um, just those um, dynamics of you know who's the boss and how you're supposed to treat, uh, treat the people who are supposedly subordinates um, at some point when they, we didn't start out that way. So uh, those were the parts that were not as um, pleasant. It just wasn't as pleasant, you know, and we've put in a lot of hours. We put in a lot of work. Um, we toughed it out, you know, we worked as backup dancers and then touring with the show around the Bay Area and then working in the troop club, you know, all of these things. I think the only time we worked, uh, got paid was the troop store. Um, the first time we got a legit check was when we did the Arsenio Hall show. So that was amazing. So it was a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts from the beginning all the way to the end. But it was always this thing about um, how they treated you, how they spoke to you, you know, um, how they expected you to just show up willingly, 
you know, giving of yourself 100%, but yet would not treat you as such. You know what I'm saying? So that was just a lesson for me. Um, just staying committed to something, you know, um, loyal to something and you still don't feel like it's reciprocal. You know what I'm saying? Like they so, yeah, valued you enough when you were putting in majority. Never felt like they valued you until it was all over. You know what I'm saying? So I was just having this conversation with um, Treasure Redmond, Treasure Shields Redmond, who was of One Cause, One Effect. We were doing our second album, Fully Loaded, and Treasure was brought in um, to help write with myself and Terrible T and James Early and Michael Kelly, the producers who were doing the music. And I just told her I'd done an interview and they played, that's why we're doing it, off of the second album. And just the way the music sounded, the way Terrible T and I came in on that lyrically, I was like, we just elevated ourselves in a way we had no idea what even happened or was possible. But they put it in front of us. They presented us with opportunity and we just took it and ran with it. So I had to tell her all these years later, thank you so much, you know, for not being like, oh, Lord, you know what I'm saying? Right. Don't put me with them, right. you know, so um she had something to work with. We had something to work with. And it just brought us out of our shells. You know, we didn't sound like Hammer. We were not Hammer clones. We didn't look like Hammer. It was just a totally different vibe. Um, and I was appreciative of that. But even with all of that going into it, we could sit across from, you know, somebody in the industry. I'm not uh, in the organization. I can call a name. And um, they would be talking to us as if, you know, um, they would call us out our names and just treat us like it was not, uh, we were not valued, like you said before. Really? This is very, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So it's very, very hard. Very, very tough. That has to be yeah. difficult dealing with something like that because at the end of the day, let's just face it, like without the artist, nobody eats. You know what I'm saying? Nobody eats without the artist. Nobody, nobody and eats, but let's just, let's just look at it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You invited me to something. There must have been something you saw in me when you invited me, okay? Absolutely. Now you're entrusting me with something. So you invited me to be in a video and I say, yes, that's my expectation. But now you're entrusting me with choreography for your whole show, you know, MC Hammer and the Posse. Me, Terrible T, Lil P, and Ace, even Hammer, we're all creating choreography for the show. So you're entrusting us with the presentation now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I'm still here with that and now you're entrusting me with a different opportunity to be a part of a group and we step up to the plate, we meet it and surpass it, then why at some point do we not have the, the level playing field of just having the common courtesy for you to say, hey, you know, let's sit down and talk about, you know, let's sit down and do, let's sit down and, you know, how do you guys want to do this? So there was some freedom in um, choreography. There was freedom in, in picking your outfits, uh, uh, dancers, you know, that kind of thing. But just still that dynamic of sitting down at the table with us and saying, hey, you guys, you know, this is what we're thinking. How do you feel? It was, you know, and even if we had a gripe, you know, and you're calling us, I can't, I'm just not going to say it on camera, but it was just very, very tough to have those kind of um, conversations take place, interactions take place. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, I got, I got yeah. a question. Because y'all were females in the industry, do you think it was more because y'all were females in the industry or that was just the norm for everybody? I don't think it was just because we were female, females. I'm sure females are treated differently, you know. Um, on GP, but I, in this organization, I heard them speak to males 
the same way. It just depended on what was going on. But I know it was the male hierarchy first and then the female. It, you know, it just did not matter. And then it depended on how you um, built loyalty with them. You know what I'm saying? If they felt like you were loyal in a certain way, then they treated you differently. But I just, I, yeah, it just... I'm like this, if I'm showing up and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, <laughs> I've already earned respect and loyalty at that point. And I'm not, you know, shacking and jiving, I'm not BSing, I'm not doing any of those things. But yeah, it was just, it was very, very tough. But I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about Terrible T and Ace and Lil P and everybody that stuck in there with him to get it to the point where it was now recognizable in the term MC Hammer dancer or whatever, you know, that's a term that people, that's something they want to do, you know, or be. So now it's, it's, it's uh, auditioning for that. And now we're having to teach them the choreography because now there's Oaktown's 357. So we have to have dancers and build our show, you know? So now we're actually creating a show with songs that we've got and we got to pull this whole presentation together. Um, the conversation, you know, what the song is going to be like, what the choreographer, like, what outfits, when it was like you're growing up in the industry, even at that age, we were growing up, um, and so that's why I said there was some beautiful parts, even when it was not as comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Even with that, just growing up in it, it was uh -huh. worth it. You know, I just really think the business part of it should have been a whole lot different. So yeah, I totally can understand that, and and I I yeah. know it's got to be difficult when. Like you said, you're not valued. People are talking to you in a certain type of way. You're there, you're mm -hmm. showing up, you're giving it your all and you want to do yes. something that you know you're enjoying and you love. You want it to be fun. You don't want it to feel like yeah. work. I'm so sure, you know, and some people could take that away. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Just with how they treat you. But it, it was always fun for us. I, I think me and Terrible T had a good way of making it fun um and keeping that vibe with us where we were kind of competing with each other but we knew what our strengths were what our weaknesses were so we were able to work within that um and then again build it even though little p left we were still we decided me and terrible team so we're gonna stay we're gonna fight this out we're gonna make it work and we're gonna get it to the point where you know the upper ups will be able to look at us and say oh these girls are killing it. You know what I'm saying? Right, so yeah. it's always in our minds to do that. Um, but yeah, I just think we did an amazing thing, surprisingly to us. So we're grateful. We're grateful. Absolutely. And you guys definitely yeah. did. Because um, I sure was in the mirror like, what? Juicy! God of cold going mad. What? I was trying all those moves. And y'all had it sexy and cool and dope all at the same time. And all the girls want yes. to see that. <laughs> yes, yes. You oh. learned about all of that. It's so amazing. Yes. <laughs> so let me ask yes. you, um, do you guys, yes. y'all do... Well, I'm sure you you still are in touch with everyone. Do you still talk to MC mm -hmm. Hammer too? And all the ladies, do yep. y'all all still have a relationship? Oh, I still cool. talk to MC Hammer. He is still a big hit. Um, I still talk to James Early, the DJs. Lone Mixer is um, gone to glory, bless his heart, rest in peace. Um, but his brother, Too Big MC, I still speak with him. Um, Ho Fred Ho, still in touch with them. Um, Lil P, yep, all of them. I still talk to them. Y'all ever mm -hmm. consider doing a reunion show, like getting everybody back together and doing it all, like just performing? You know what? That is 
it's so hard. I don't know why it's so hard. The people bring it up all the time. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But then you but start the internal conversations and it just like, yeah, that's a great idea. But, you know, so no, I mean, I think it can be done. I just don't know who would put all those pieces together. That's, you know, okay. I'm not. That's a lot. <laughs> she said, I'm not holding that bag. Man, I don't think listen, so. <laughs> I tried it. I have tried it. And uh, it's a lot. Because people are in different states. You know what I'm saying? They're yes, different cities, yes. different phases in their lives. And so you bring it up and you're all excited. Like, hey, you know, I'm doing this. I'm married. I got children. Or, you know, so it's it's a lot to uh, to pull them and say, you know, come on, let's do this. So I, it wouldn't be me. It would not. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, answer this question then. Uh-oh. Being, yes. uh, no, no, no. It's not that bad. <laughs> Being, <laughs> uh, you know, a female in the industry and a female okay. rapper from the West Coast, did you feel yes. that you um, had any type of pushback, let's say from the East Coast or anywhere else, down South? How, did, how was it and how did you react? to how people responded to you as a female rapper coming from the West Coast? I think, um, I think it was like, you have this idea of what people supposedly think, and then you have what they really felt. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it depends on who you were with, what you were told. That's what I'm, you know. So in the beginning, um, I think most of the pushback was against MC Hammer, not oh. MC Hammer and the posse. I think most of the pushback was him, you know? So okay. uh, we were one. And so we caught that flat, you know, here's this guy out of the West Coast and he doesn't sound like the East Coast and he's dissing, you know, some things of the East Coast. And so we don't like him. We don't like what he's doing. We don't like what they're presenting. You know what I mean? Okay. But I, I believe that MC Hammer, the posse, and then his whole movement, because of what happened, there's no way you couldn't respect it. You know what I'm saying? So now later, years later, when I speak to people from the East Coast, there's a level of respect like, hey, we're not comparing you. You know what I'm saying? That you guys did what you did and we give you respect for that. Oh, we love Oak Towns 357. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We love what y'all did. We love. So it depends on who you're talking to. I'm not saying that there wasn't any animosity. There probably was. There probably was some tension. This is a new dude out of the West Coast. He doesn't okay. sound like what's what's you know been known as hip hop and you know MCs and all this. He he's not known or accepted as that. This is our standard. So if you're coming with something different, we ain't got time. You know what I mean? But at that time, you had all different kind of artists actually coming out. You know, not just MC Hammer, but they had a different sound. It right. wasn't the East Coast right. sound. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So he had to make his way. He made his way. He had to prove his point. He proved his point. Um, and I believe what he did and what we were able to do just as a whole show helped other MCs coming behind and during that time be able to get into arenas and perform where they were not accepted before. You know what I'm saying? So okay. there was a lot of dynamics going on and um, sure they wanted to kind of buff him a little bit, but you really cannot, you know what I'm saying, at, at this point. So I just think it, it depends on who's having the conversation, what they're trying to say, if they're having trying to say this goat conversation, who's the greatest of all time, or if you're trying to say 
you know, this person's lyrically was whatever, you know, you have those standards that people still want to have these um, conversations about and play those dynamics with it. But I just feel like it's, it's a, um, I don't know if I want to say collage or whatever, but you have all of these pieces that each artist brought to hip hop at that time. Absolutely. And it was beautiful. We're all in the same game is, you know, in self-destruction. Two songs, but saying the same thing from different coasts. You know what I'm saying? You, right. can't say you, right. you can't say you missed the message. You know what I'm saying? Or I prefer this message because you understand what I'm saying? So it was like, you have all these people coming in with their expressions of hip hop and it just made the whole picture beautiful, you know? So we just Absolutely. had to get to that point. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally yeah. agree. Um, do you still yeah. write music or you do you did you leave it all alone <laughs> completely? No, I really didn't leave it all alone. I still write poetry. And that's what my music was always. It was always poetry. Um, so even for the, we did help and contribute writing lyrics. Um, on the first album, that's when I realized that my writing could be, you know, used as a rap. But the second album, um, a couple of my poems were actually taken and made into rap songs. So um, it's oh, come back to me. Yeah, turn it up, come back to me. And I can't think of the other one. And then I had a chance to write with, um, you know, other rap artists like One Cause, One Effect and just be able to use, you know, that ability in a way that I didn't even know it could be used. You know what I mean? So I still write. I just published a book, a book of poems, I guess a couple of years ago. So I'm working on the second one. Oh, good for yeah. you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And what, what is the name of that book? That's about, yeah. <laughs> Conditional truths. Conditional yep. truths. Okay. Con and that's about? Truth. Um, the truths that I learned under certain conditions. <laughs> oh, okay. so it, might not be the truth. It, it might not be the truth in all conditions, but in certain conditions, this is what was revealed to me or what I experienced. So that's what it's about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to yeah. be looking out for that for sure. You said it's out already or you put it out? No, it's out already. It's been okay. out a couple of years. Yes, where, it's where, it's where, on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on, on romeetube.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's good to know. I thought I had one here. There it is. So it's not a long read. All right. Read. All right. Nice. A... Okay. It's a decent sized book. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it's all, your po it's all poetry or different things it's all poetry it's all poetry yeah. nice so first one so proud of myself but it's done for my mom that's for my mom oh that's, oh, that's beautiful nice. beautiful yeah. yeah your mother yes for my mom she's she's been uh my number one poetry fan since nice. i was like 10 Aww. so she always said please put a book together please put a book together so i finally did it <laughs> Okay. So yeah, for her and my boys. Yes. Nice. Yes. yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. So let you. me ask you. You um yes, you now to my understanding, I you're from Houston, but then you went to the West Coast and now you're back in Houston. Is that the deal here? I was born in Houston. Mm -hmm. Um we left when I was six. I guess I think it was six. It was six. And then we moved to the Bay Area. And okay. I was raised there. I left there coming back to Texas. Not really my intention. But um, I think I came back here when I was, I want to say 36, 36, 37, something like that. Okay. Um, and then I met my husband. So 
you know, we have two boys, so I'm, I'm here. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So you got your family yeah. out there. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. When you got influenced to the industry, period, sing, rapping, uh-huh. dancing, was it when you were young in Houston? Did, it, did that happen in L.A.? Where did you get inspired from and what inspired you? Dance has always been something I've done, just period. I think it's just a natural ability I have. So I used to be asked by my parents at a young age, four or five, to dance for family members and friends, you know, when they come to kick it. Um, When I got to Oakland, um, I just did it in school, modern jazz, tap dance, you know, stuff like that. And then, of course, dancing in the club. So it was nothing where I thought I was going to go to a dance school and get formal training like that. It was never like that. It was just, I just love to do it, you know, and I still do it just randomly around the house, honestly, for real. Um, Nice, okay. Yeah, so the industry exposure comes from my cousin, Patrice Banks, who um, was a musician and singer with Graham Central Station. So she would spend a lot of time at our house and that group would come to the house, Larry Graham, all of them would come to the house with my mom. And my brothers lived and my stepdad lived and they would just hang out. So she would take me to the studio with them. I saw them record um, and do their thing. But um, I never thought that I would even be in the music industry myself. I did not know that that was, no, I didn't know that was going to happen. Had no idea. Wow. And it all started at the gas station, huh? Huh? What was that? It all started at the gas station, huh? Like, show me how to do that dance. What? It did. It honestly hey. did. It started at the gas station. Yes, it did. Innocently at the gas station. It wow. Did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. when you listen, when you see <laughs> what's going on in the industry now, right? Yes. How do you yes. feel about the music industry now? And how do you compare it to how it was when you was doing your thing? I think when we were doing our thing, um, it still felt like um, maybe back in the the 40s, the 50s, and 60s when artists would come into the music industry and they were very excited about their craft. They were very excited about being, you know, um, what is it, Um, in meetings with the record label and what's going to happen with them. this is what they wanted all their lives. They want to be on the stage. They want to tour, you know, all this, but not really knowing the business of it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like we had a lot of artists um, signing contracts where they didn't get their publishing or they didn't, you know, own their distribution or they didn't, you know, make really any money off the sales of that album. You mm-hmm. know, most of their money was made on tours where they still couldn't, um, go in the front door of a business. You know, they had to go through the back door, the side door, something like that. So um, for me at that time, and I know this has to be true because you had uh, Prince who also had Slave written across his face because of the contract that he had. Yet, I mean, with him experiencing that and he came out before Enzi Hammer and the Posse, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, we went through the same thing, but unfortunately we O-Town 357 or the posse did not get to read the three or four hundred page contract we signed you know we were told and this is why I say the same thing was going on we were told literally if we did not sign the contract um 
and we were on a plane on our way to LA to do the Arsenio Hall show. But we were told as a group, uh, the girls, myself, Terrible T, Lil P, Ace, the two DJs, um, and Too Big MC, if we did not sign that contract, mm -hmm. that by the time we landed in LA, they would send our ASS, ES, back home. So right. everybody's under pressure on the plane to be like, are we gonna sign this? You know, we couldn't have attorneys look at it. I mean- What? Wow. So you had yes. to sign something on the spot without a lawyer, without any- had to decide oh, at that time on the plane wow. if we were going to sign that contract or not. And if you don't sign the contract, by the time we land in LA, we're sending your back home. Oh so Amber, we were all looking at each other like, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? And at this point, I felt like I had done too much. I felt like I had invested too much. I'm not going to say no. You know, I'm, I'm going to take my chances. And eventually, if they give me a if if they give me a copy, then I can take it and have somebody look at it and go over it with me. Yeah, that never happened. And when you um when they had you sign the the contract, was it a, as a group or did they have you sign it? Like if let's let's say one person decided, you know what, I'm not going to sign it. What did that affect everybody or just that individual? No, just that individual. Yeah, just that individual. Oh yeah. wow! It affected. Wow. Them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's it was kind of, very interesting. Uh, that's kind of under duress. Like, you know what? You, you in it's a, under duress. Yeah. Yes, it's Absolutely. under duress. But see, that term right there, it probably would have been null and void because we did sign it under duress, correct? Right. Yep. But we didn't know that. There was no one there to advise us that this is under duress. You don't have to sign it. You can get representation. You can have a lawyer. There was no one on that plane. To, to have that conversation with us. So for me, I don't believe the music industry is the same. I don't know. You know, I don't know of artists having issues per se with record labels. They may be, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not in it to be exposed to that, to have that information. Um, it seems that they would have more control now, you know. It's the uh, indie industry now. It, I was going to say that, yes, because they're more independent now and they can have more say over their careers, more involvement, you know, more control. So I just think it's a, it's a whole lot different because now instead of us needing the record labels like we did before, they need us to even continue, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. Um, in a way that they did before. So, yes, it's a bit, it's a different, a big difference. Yeah. So here's my question to you. Do you mm -hmm. wish that you haven't signed that contract back then or are you happy that you did? I'm fine with it. Okay. I'm absolutely fine with it. There was a lesson in it um, and it all came back to me. So I still own who I am. Okay. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I still own my talent. I still own the ability to write. Yes. Because that came from me. You see what I'm saying? That didn't make me. It was just a door open for me to learn who else I could be. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, it's okay. So who do you who do you listen to? Like when you're listening to the radio, are you do you have a specific artist? Are you just are you playing your stuff? Everybody, who's your favorite artist? <laughs> I just had this conversation too. I do not 
play my stuff. I haven't played it in years. What? So, uh, no, honestly, yes. So honestly. you see, when I'm putting the putting the volume up and I'm playing juicy, I, <laughs> I love it. I love it because it takes me back to like the first time you heard it on the radio. It's like, yes. oh my god, you know what I mean? But um, me playing it, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's almost like it's hard to hear my voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But the other part to that is when I do play it, there's an appreciation like, oh my goodness, you know, this is what I did. This is this is amazing. You know what I mean? So it's cool. I listen to everything though. If it feels good, I'm listening to it. So I heard a song yesterday. It was Jason, Jason Derulo. Is that his name? I think it was Jason Derulo. And um, oh my God, the guy from Maroon 5, I cannot think his name. Oh, I know um, you're talking about. It, it just it skipped my mind. I know who you're talking about because you know who I'm talking about, right? Adam, Adam, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Yes, 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 yes. Levine. Separately, I like them, but that song that they did together, no. You know what I'm saying? Um, my son. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God. That's not good. I don't like that song. I forget what the, I just heard it yesterday. So I listened just to kind of see what, you know, what's out there. I teach fitness dance. So the music I use for my classes, Afro beats, um, some hip hop, R&B, um, salsa, merengue, cumbia. I use all of it. So I'm listening to the radio quite a bit. Um, I just heard uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Pick Up Your Feelings. So I'm going to oh. use that. Usher has a new one um, called... Uh, is it bad? What is this new song? Usher has a new one out. I, I have it. Does he have a video for that? Because I think I've seen something. It's a video yes. out for that, right? It's, but who's it's so uh, what's nice. Yes. What's her name? Is it featured in it? Alamate? Alamate? It's oh, Alamate. not that one. I, oh, oh, I know what you're one. talking about. Not, not the one with not Alamate. That one? Oh, okay. I know he got yeah. one from Walker. I, I, no, not that one. This one is him by himself, and it's kind of slow, but it's nice. So I'm going to use that in my class. But that's what I do. I'll listen to them and see if I can use it in my class. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, so I listen to a lot of stuff just to kind of see how it feels. And then I, I just listen to music. There's no one particular artist. If I hear a song and I'm like, oh, that's dope, I might use it in my class. Or I'll look the artist up on Spotify. I love Spotify. And um, I'll download the album. But yeah, there's no one particular artist right now for me. Um, for life, it'll be Prince. Yep. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> now, now, when you you teaching your class, do every do are people surprised when they find out that that you was a part of Oaktown's three five seven? They are surprised because I don't tell people right off the bat. They are surprised. Yeah, so, because you, I think people, if I tell them that, my whole my whole thought process was if I told them that, they're going to come to class and think they're going to a concert. Okay. Or we're going to be doing some of the choreography from the show or something like that. They can't do the choreography from the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like me, I would I mean, be like, come on, now, let's do yeah, this. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing this. And this. You know, we're not doing that. Um, I don't know if they can do the cabbage patch, you know what I'm saying? Robocop, I don't know. But I didn't want people thinking they were going to come in and see that, so I didn't say anything. And then I didn't want to be judged on that level. It's like I'm a fitness instructor, so let's see how I can learn how to, you know, be that and do that on stage. So yeah, I didn't tell right. anybody. Okay. People know now, but oh, initially I was that. Do people, are you surprised when people come in and know it? Yes, yes, I am surprised. When people come in and know it and 
you can almost tell because they're looking at me a certain way. Or they'll actually come up and go, I just want to tell you, I know you don't want people to know, but oh my God, I used to watch you guys. I'd be like, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I mercy. So yeah. Okay. But it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I get surprised when people actually know. So, yeah. so let me ask you this. What would you tell your younger self back then now based off of the information that you know now and what you've been through in the industry? I mean, you know, we would like to think that we would tell ourselves something different. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think I knew better. And my intention was to do better. But um, honestly, because I believed in myself, not fear of the other people or the circumstances or the situation, but just because I believed in myself and my ability to deal with this mm -hmm. and make it better, I still think speaks to who I am as a person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I still learned in that environment. I still learned. Um, I can appreciate myself a different way. I did speak up for myself. I did get into a lot of verbal um, fights. I think the only thing is I wish I may have shared a little bit more with people who I felt were supportive. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, learning how, who to lean on and how to lean on those people and let those people be there for you because mentally it was very challenging, you know, because it's challenging emotionally, you know, and you're trying to balance not telling people. So they're like, you need to get out of there and then balance the fact that you want to fight this through because you know, you can handle it. And maybe you can make a change, you know, maybe you can make it better. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell myself what I would say, you know, to do any differently. Cause my mom told me, if you feel like it ain't cool, you know, you tell them it ain't cool. Right, Talk to right. them, you know, say what you gotta say. I did that. <laughs> you did that. Yeah. So if you had to give advice to anyone coming up, what would you tell mm -hmm. an artist that's getting into the industry, what would you say to them? What advice would you give based off of your personal experience? Um, or even, they don't even have to be. Don't, 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 don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Don't be afraid to stand, you know, and don't be afraid to leave. Mm. If it ain't cool and it ain't cool and you see what you see and it's not changing even after you have said something, do not be afraid to leave. Okay. Don't be afraid to leave. Yeah. It's not always meant for you to stay in something and believe that you can make it better. You know what I'm saying? Um, give so much of yourself that you think the more you give, the more you show, the more you, you know what I'm saying? They'll see it. No. Reciprocate yeah, that's that, not, but it ain't. Yeah, it's, it's not always good to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it can work somebody else out and it can make you leave um, something that's really good for you um later on down the road you just you kind of need to grow up a little bit so people need to be okay with leaving when it's not you know in their best interest they're not comfortable they're not getting what they need or what they expected and it's, it's okay you know leave okay. i would tell them that i just think that the business aspect of it people um that's the hardest part to me it's like why people don't share that you know, why not right. share what, right. what the real business aspect is expected? You know, what are my points supposed to be for distribution or publishing? You know, what does that mean? And how can that be residual income for me? You know, how can right. I go eventually and 
on my name. You know what I'm saying? Trademarks, you know, all of that. What, what does that mean? And, and share that with people as they're coming into the business. Yeah. I think yeah, that's I think important. A, a lot of people don't want people to know that because they want to take advantage of them, you know? That's, that's the a, sad part, though. It's like, it. why? Why? That's a You're not going to miss out on the money. Living, You're not going to miss you know? out on the money. The money is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't know what that is. I don't know why the music industry is like that. Um, but like I said, fortunately, I think it's changing. And people yeah. are, you know, rising up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So, listen, is there anything that you want people to know that we didn't ask you? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm so used to being asked questions. <laughs> Let me see. There's something we didn't cover and you felt like, I want, I want people to know this or I want people to know this about me. Anything that we did not cover? Well, I don't think there's anything that I need them to know per se. I think little little pieces of information are really good. Just, oh, I do want them to know that we did not try to diss Salt and Pepper and Roxanne Shante and oh. um, straight at you. People keep saying that. We did not. We did not try to diss MC Light. Um, let's see. The girls of Oaktown 357 are doing well. And what else? Oh, I don't know where BNGB is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm glad you is. covered all of that because you know you the, the rivalry beef with the East and West Coast already, and then you got the females, you know, and it's yeah. like, but for me, you know, I was uh, young listening to it, so it didn't really matter to me where anybody was from. You know what I mean? Right, I right, love right. music, and I was just yeah. happy see sisters on there do what they think so for me it didn't matter but you know you you never know what's going on behind the scenes but it, you know it's and not for nothing and not to compare and I don't mean this in no disrespectful way but you yeah. guys did you look like y'all were similar to salt and pepper y'all had similar styles right so right. you know I, I don't know some people might not like that that's why I said no disrespect when I say that but the, the no, I were, they, they were similar I think they had the the East Coast, like the you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we just came from the West Coast. Um, I, that was it. You know, we looked different. Exactly. You know, um, energy may have been different, but there was no distance. We wasn't trying to distance. We weren't trying to distance nobody but JJ Fad. And that was because <laughs> we had met them. Wait. You know, um, so that's what that whole song was about. But we didn't try to diss MC Light or Queen Latifah. You know, we wasn't really into that, you know, and our whole thing is like JJ Fad came up with us, you know, we came up around the same time. And uh -huh. so when we met them, they were just very dismissive, you know what I'm saying? For no reason. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I mean, that's where the song came from. But other than that, that, that was really it, you know, and then people oh. always ask me, do I know where BNGB is? I do not know where BNGB is. So okay. you, you would say, I would, you would think that the beef with y'all or that rumor that y'all was trying to insult and pepper them would be something that is more created by the fans or the music industry itself? Um, I think it was created by the fans because they didn't understand the lyrics of um, Straight At You. When we were saying that Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper will, W-I-L-L, -L, put you in check, not we will, abbreviated we'll put you that was not what we oh. said we said that salt and pepper will put jj fad in check 
okay? And Roxanne Shante would tell them, have a nice day. That's what we meant. And mm -hmm. so people misread that um, or they hear it a different way. So I, I know this to be true because somebody said it to me um, about a week ago on Instagram. Oh, y'all tried to diss salt and pepper and didn't go anywhere. I was like, no, we didn't. Throws up. Okay, so the person, yeah, they commented on something. And then they, the um, I was like, no, we didn't try to diss them. And they commented like, yes, the hell you did. And I'm like, oh my Lord, <laughs> I wrote the lyrics. We know what we, you know what I mean? There we go. So like, that beef, right? <laughs> you know, they like, you so they're gonna put shot fired, shot fired. I said, yeah, they're going to put in the comments what we said and said, salt and pepper will put you in. I was like, the word is will, W I L L. I was like, so have a nice day. Like, dude. Yeah. Come it on now. So, yeah, anything I want to clarify them. that, you know, that okay. never happened. Yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. clearing that up. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> well, listen, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, please let us know um, or anyone know that tunes in and watch this, how they can support you. Where can yes. they go to follow your social medias and what you have going on where people can support? Okay, right now I am on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I'm even in the clubhouse. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, you're in clubhouse? You got to create <laughs> groups, girl. I love clubhouse. <laughs> that thing is, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, but I'm on all those at SweetLD357. Okay? Okay. And people can inbox if they want to get the book. I have it here. I'll send it to my autograph and, and, and send them the book. Um, and then uh, official Oakdown357, also on Instagram. So y'all just follow me and, and just enjoy that. Come dance with me here at, at, at the gym if you want to, at Fitness Connection. Um, and I'm doing mm -hmm. five by five. It means five minutes, five times a day. Um, just work out. And so I'm sharing some things that I do when I do that. Yeah. With well, the pandemic going on, do you do, do you it virtually? Offer, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to. What was that again? With the pandemic, do you offer it for virtually now? You know what? Yes. Ooh, I forgot. Okay, so <laughs> you just reminded me of something I totally forgot about. Okay, so I do have a virtual um, <laughs> platform where I'm supposed to actually be uploading videos. Oh, Lord have mercy. There's okay. so much going on. I forgot. So thank you for saying that because yes, I'm supposed to be uploading dance videos on this Bitform platform so people can dance with me. And y'all see where my mind is. I totally forgot. I told no, y'all about it's the okay. five by five. It Especially after this. When you get over, <laughs> when you get over 50, I need y'all to be taking your vitamins and stuff. <laughs> Man, listen, we taking them. Totally so yes, to we got to take them before 50. Do. There you go. Start now. Start now. So yeah. Um, Absolutely. I'm supposed to do the videos uh, virtually. So thank you for reminding me, sir. I appreciate you. And when people want to get that, they can find that where? I'm going to put it in my link on Instagram as soon as I get those uploaded. It's fitform.biz. Yes, but okay. I will right. put it up. Yes. Now, thank you so much for asking me that. Cause No problem. Well, 
thank you so much for being yeah, on the show. You. We really pleasure. enjoyed you. And look, look, we super excited, like I said. So this was a pleasure for us. And yes. you're welcome to come back here and promote or let us know what you got going on so we can support you. We awesome. will be getting your book and checking the rest thank of the stuff. Right and I think I'm going to try one of your classes because <laughs> I like to work out, but I ain't worked out in a minute. <laughs> you got to do it. Come and dance with me. Are you in Texas? Where are you guys? No, we're in New East York. Coast. We're in New York. Ah, yes. That's yes. okay. I know someone there and they'll bring me to New York. I'll just set up a class and do it for you guys. <laughs> Let us know. We ready. <laughs> Look, what's funny is y'all might have to remind me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I got to put notes in to remind myself, to remind you, don't worry. <laughs> we all be forgetting. I'm telling you, it's something they putting in the air, but we're going to be all right. I know. <laughs> it is too much. Oh, my goodness. But thank you guys for having yes, me. Thank you so thank much. You. We appreciate you. And listen, we look forward to seeing you again and having you on the show. Yes, Peace. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Okay, do I just Yes. From the ground up. From the ground up. There's only one way to go from here.